and welcome everyone to episode 96 of One Piece at a Time, the One Piece read-through podcast where we read and discuss five chapters of the One Piece manga each and every week. I'm your host, Derek Bittner, and I'm joined by my wonderful co-host and freelance letterer at Shonen Jump, Brandon Bovia. How you doing, Brandon? I'm doing pretty good. I'm, of course, uh, letterer of manga like Kaijin Number 8 and Dragon Ball Super, and we're just ever so closer to episode 100. Yeah, that's, man... It's a very weird feeling to say the yeah, least. Yeah, it is. It is. We're we're. It. I, I think. But between being episode ninety six and like where we're at in the story right now, it feels like we're we're in the thick of it. <laughs> I, I, I'm trying to time it out right now, just off the top of my head. So ninety seven will get us to four forty. Ninety eight will be four forty five. Night. Oh my god! You know what our hundredth episode is going to be? Is that four fifty? No. Wait, no, I'm no, I'm an idiot. <laughs> no, 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 no. Our hundredth episode is going to be movie eight. No. Yep. No. So, <laughs> I mean, is this the second time that we'll be celebrating a milestone in Alabasta? Because <laughs> where was episode three? I forget. <laughs> We're going back, baby. Yep. Oh boy. Well, we'll get there when we get there. But uh, oh, what a what a cursed way. <laughs> <laughs> I've never seen it actually, so I'm curious how that's yeah, gonna we'll, go. Yeah, I'll, we'll get there when we get there. But for now, we've got some lore to talk about because we, oh, we've yeah. we've spoken before how like Oda loves to pop in a bunch of just lore stuff happening, just things happening elsewhere in between the arcs. And hope oh, this might be the biggest example of that, at least so far. Yeah, definitely. Like, and I think that's part of what keeps the One Piece formula so addicting, right? Because mm. it is like. It's like you zoom in for the individual arcs and then Oda zooms way out to set up just like the near, the, you know, sort of close future and then the far future. <laughs> all <laughs> all the these little time. hints and you never know, quite know which way he's going to go. Yeah. yeah. Hey, did you remember One Piece has subplots? Because <laughs> we were so focused on Enos Lobby for so long. So, yeah, there are subplots there that uh, we have to take care of. So um, let's get to some of those with chapter 431, Fist of Love. And God, I love this two-page spread. Yeah, this one's real great. I, I love that it's just Luffy, Chopper, and Robin. Robin, of course, just rocking the drip, you know. Oh, yeah. Shirt out, love the jacket. <laughs> uh, it, it, she looks fantastic in that. Honestly, I see that outfit. It's like, you know, she could hang out in Jury's new like outfit three from Street Fighter Six. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> It is very much like that. I, it's, it's like, you know, that would kind of work. Like street clothes? It's it's not what I would think of uh, Robin wearing, but like it, it kind of works. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It, I, I feel like Oda goes model-ish with, with uh, Robin's drip, as we put it. <laughs> definitely, definitely, definitely. <laughs> Even Luffy with the tie looking good. Honestly, I love the snake has a tie too, but yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Honestly, the most badass here might be the cow. I love the sideways, yeah. sideways cap. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Oh, goodness. All right. Well, let's get into the chapter itself. As we've uh, reached two days after the incident, we sort of got the idea of like trains coming in. Things are kind of back to normal as it kind of seems. And now we have a much greater focus on the fact that Zoro did lose one of his swords. Yeah. And it was the it was the one that he bought in in Rogue Town. Yes, because he got the other two from Rogue Town. One was the Curse Blade that he was proved that his luck was better. The mm-hmm. this was the one that was gifted to him because oh, he was a, because the, right. the, the owner was so 
impressed. And the only way I got mm-hmm. that is because the flashback saying just take it because I would not remember otherwise which was which. Right, right. Yep. So, yep. And uh, so got Zoro just contemplating his sword while uh, everybody realizes that, holy crap, Uncle Laguna this year was bad. <laughs> just w- one little note about the sword. It is, it's kind of interesting uh, that like it got broken in a fight against some random dude. <laughs> I know it wasn't against yeah, anything major. It's kind it's of just, blinking. You miss it. It's just like, oh, it broke. Like, oh, okay. <laughs> it's it's such, it's such a minor thing when you really think about everything going on. But I, I like that it has yeah. ramifications. That just in the chaos of it all, there was consequences. Yep, yep. So it's a it's a good feeling there. But uh, yeah, things are kind of bad this year. But hey, Polly is here rocking it, saying, "All right, Galila, uh, we gotta we're gonna fix up these buildings that got knocked down." We're gonna get all this taken care of. You're gonna, and you still have your paying work to do. This is charity work. You rebuild these yeah. these places between jobs, and uh, it's like, oh my god, crunch culture. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> bad management. Although um, I, I find it interesting because I, the the sort of the rebuilding vibe you get from sort of like these opening pages. It's it's almost as if like all of the action took place on water seven. Cause I, I think that's what you would think of in a, like most stories where it's like, Oh, you know, we got to rebuild after all of the fighting, but like, no, like this is all just from the weather basically. Yeah. Just aqua Laguna itself. And maybe a little bit of the straw hats rescuing Luffy, but nothing major. Yeah. I don't think we're rebuilding Enos lobby. <laughs> no, nah, mm, you know, I'm not sure. I, I genuinely don't know. <laughs> Hard to say on that one. Yeah. Uh. But I, I I like the Frankie family being like, man, building is hard. It's better at, br- better at breaking. <laughs> yeah. And I, I think what I, what I really love about this section is that like you, you really feel the city of Water 7 as a community. Like they're all coming together to rebuild. And yeah. That's, it's not something that's put like a great amount of emphasis on, but like it is, it's nice, you know, because these are, the Frankie family is definitely not loved <laughs> in, in the context <laughs> of Water 7. But like, hey, you know, they live here too and they're, they're trying to help. Yeah, there's there's a sense of community here that I don't know if we've gotten since Alabasta, really, because yeah, yeah. we you got a little bit of that in Skypea, but that was mostly these, which arguably know, probably needs more rebuilding. But I guess that's why Oda put it in the cover story. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> but hey, Sodom and Gomorrah are going to be fine thanks to Chopper, so we're all good there. And the people want to come see the pirates so they can thank them. Which, what a what a contrast. <laughs> <laughs> right? We got to apologize and we got to thank them. And I, I love that we get to see the giants and what they're doing because they're that fight between Frankie and Luffy that caused that big part to, to fall, they're fixing just so easily. Yeah. Oh, so. oh, that's what that is. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Like, yeah. They're, they're really, Oda's reaching back, so it's, it's pretty cool. And I love that Usopp's just hanging out with them. They're friends. And I, I love that, like, they kind of, they kind of offers like, hey, man, we can't go back to see our, um, to Little Garden, to see our boss. And so, like, ah, we're going to go back to Elba if you want to come. <laughs> and you're just, just it, like, hmm, what is Usopp going to do? Is he going to go back to the crew? I mean, I think we kind of know, but <laughs> even still. Yeah. I mean, but if you're going to put out, like, a tempting proposition, like, that's, I think that's how you do it for Usopp to sort of, like, to really get him to think about it. Yeah. See these warriors and, yeah, even so, we go to uh, the Galila headquarters and the ruins of the manor, which is already getting rebuilt as well, which I kind of love. That, yeah, but everything gets rebuilt so quick. And Frankie and Iceberg are just hanging out, which is kind of awesome. Because, again, at, at the start of this arc, you know, they hated each other's guts. And now here they are just like having a casual conversation. And I love that Iceberg's like, 
uh, I'm going to make the island float. I love that we end with this hope because we have like, you know, you're going to turn Water 7 into a ship. Is that even possible? It's like, well, we watched a man do the impossible. So do it with a bang. And I, I yeah. like that. You have this whole like downturn thing. It's like, yeah, Water 7 sinking. And instead you have this. And it's like, what are you going to do with that? But no, we got Iceberg here who is a uh, apprentice of Tom and like, yeah, he could do it. Yeah. Cause it's, uh, I mean, if we see that we have the context as the readers that like Tom, you know, revitalized and revolutionized water seven and basically saved it, mm-hmm. you know, almost single handedly. Um, so to see that kind of like Tom take inspiration for that, not Tom uh, iceberg take inspiration for that. Uh, I think is really cool. Yeah. Yeah. It is pretty awesome. Uh, and, Completely forgot about this plot point for a long time. Uh, the yeah. C train is here with the thing that Frankie bought for two hundred billion berries. Yeah. So. Wow. <laughs> That's straw hat money. We'll see what the, we'll see what they actually bought. In the meantime, Kokoro is visiting the straw hats, and uh, she's like, "Oh, Luffy's already awake. He's eating. He's back in his feet and eating." And Sanji's like, "No, not really. He didn't want to miss meals while passed out from a fight, so he learned how to sleep and eat, eat in his sleep." Yeah, which is great. Which <laughs> is so good. <laughs> yeah, but just I feel like uh god cuz after Alabasta he was out, right? Just for like 3 days or something like that. And he calculated how many meals he missed immediately. Oh yeah, yeah, you're right. I forgot about that. So this really is just like the the next step in that gag. <laughs> Great character development. Yeah, and seriously. Here's the other crazy thing. I forget the initial didn't they say it was like a week or something for the log pose to set itself while in water 7? And Kokoro comes in here. He's like, "Oh yeah, it should be ready in two or three days. Where are you going next?" And it's, just, it's like, "Oh God, it has only been like four days since I've been here." It was so much has happened. <laughs> I, I, I got yep. You gotta love it. So many chapters, and you like, how much time has actually passed since the beginning of the manga? It's hard to tell. Yep. A little bit, yeah, yeah. But I, I it's, it's kind of cool. We got this depression from Nami. It's like, well, all the money we save for our new ship, uh, you know, is, is gone. Our clothes, our furniture, all our Belmaz, stuff, tangerines, yeah, Laguna took it away. So not something that they address a whole lot, but that is, you know, a part of the ship that means a whole lot to her specifically. Yeah, I, I remember they had offloaded the uh, Mary before that, and it was at the end. Yeah, but I didn't realize it had been confiscated, and they're like, yeah, we brought back all your stuff because. We're sorry, <laughs> and then I, yeah. I love I love Nami. I'm hugging glad they the kept trees. it. That's so good. Yeah, it's uh, yeah. Oh, you, you know how much that means to her. Mm-hmm. That's that's a good feeling. And yep. here, here comes Chopper and Robin being like, "Hey, we got all our stuff back, and uh, we're you know, we're we're good to continue our voyage." And then Frankie shows up because <laughs> he has to yep. talk to them. <laughs> of course, uh, ass first. <laughs> yep, of course. That's just, that's just the way you enter when you're Frankie. Yep. But it's it's story time because he tells us there is a war-torn island far, far away where there's a tree. And whether the people on the island fight wars and rain cannonballs from the sky or whether they all die off and their buildings turn to ruins, the tree always remains. It's a special tree called Adam, the strongest tree in the world. It can't be You're chopped down. Those, but <laughs> I know, really. Can't be chopped, <laughs> chopped down and uh, people gather around it to create nations. There's only a few in existence. And Frankie says, every so often, wood from that tree is sold on the black art, uh, black market. And I wanted some of that wood, but it cost $200 million. But that's when I happened to run into some pirates with a lot of mon- money. You guys, that's what I bought. 
And my dream was to use that tree to build a ship of dreams that can overcome any ocean. Here we go. And now it's, we get to come full circles. Like I got the wood, the blueprints are finished. I'm going to start building the ship. Please sail on the ship that I made. What a turnaround. I love Frankie so much, man. <laughs> yeah. Oh, he's great. He, he, he's yeah, just uh, come around so much as a character from when we first got introduced to him. And yeah, like he stole the money for sure. And, and was going to, he was going to build a ship anyway with it. So like after, you know, spending all that time with the straw hats, it's just like, I'm going to do this for you guys. I'm going to make you a ship. Yeah. And I mean, they, they, they really have done so much for him and gotten this so, a lot of closure uh, yeah. for a lot of his past. And uh, he's, he's he, and we even get a bit more lore. It's like the one ship that ever managed to go around the world is Gold Rogers' ship, the Oro Jackson. It's also it said that that ship was also made with this wood. And I'm going to make your ship just as good as his was. And yep, man, I love I love the parallels of like Tom built you know Gold Rogers' ship, and now you know his Tom's apprentice is going to you know, potentially build the ship for the next King of the Pirates. Potentially. Yeah. It, it gives that. Yeah. You always love to see those connections between Luffy. And yeah. It gives it, it gives this moment a lot of Roger. weight. Yeah. It yeah. really does. But all of a sudden everybody's celebrating, but Zoro is in a panic. Cause he's like, I have to tell them I have to, it's like something's coming. And he's like, Oh crap. Where am I? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> because it's Zoro. Of course he's lost. So he's, Oh, uh, I couldn't get there in time. And that's when we see who actually arrived. Vice Admiral Garp. Remember him? Yeah. <laughs> oh, that guy from the live action show. Yeah, yeah. Or you know, the or if we're only reading the manga years ago, it's like, oh yeah. right, the guy from the, the, the Kobe and Helmeppo the cover stories. cover stories. It's like the yeah. first time the cover story has really come back in the main story since Buggy. Yeah, yeah. Which fittingly enough is that the uh in the anime, only Buggy and Kobe have ever gotten actual episode adaptations for their stories. Yeah, which uh, feels like a little bit of a missed opportunity, but uh, yeah, a bit. But uh, they're like, oh god, he's here to capture Luffy. He's he's cornered the Pirate King on many occasions during the era of gold, the Gold Rogers. Like, please don't take him away. And right, like we we just got done fighting on Inu's lobby. It's like, oh come on, man. <laughs> yeah, it's like they they helped our town. Help, you know, please don't do this. And uh, he tells. Two people that we might recognize, kinda, to stay stay on standby, crashes th- through the wall, and uh, he's like, "So you're the Straw Hats? I have some men that I that I want Monkey D. Luffy to meet." And they're like, "Oh God, the Navy!" And he immediately yeah. punches just, Luffy, saying just, to wake up. Well, yeah, <laughs> <laughs> and they're all like, "Wait, that actually hurt? He's he? It shouldn't work on rubber." And that's yeah. when Garf says, "Ah, Fist of Love cannot be blocked," and takes off his dog hat. And it's like, Grandpa? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and then, of course, you know, everybody else is, Grandpa? Yeah. So uh, there's reveal number one. <laughs> yeah. This would be massive for people who only read the manga. But, of course, the live action show decided to put Garp way earlier. Which yeah. Which was a bit which, contentious. Uh- Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price. Priceline. 
this. While that was the tricky thing, I like while we were talking about the live action show, where it's like I have a lot of thoughts about Garp, but like we hadn't got to him in the manga yet, but they moved him way up, so it's like how do I how do I navigate that? <laughs> yeah, and I I mean there's there's a lot of fun things they introduce about Garp here that they had in there, like the dog hat, of course, and just... yeah, and and you you instantly sort of understand his relationship with Luffy just by the way that he uh, kicks down a wall and just like runs up to Luffy and punches him in the face. <laughs> yeah. It's really good. Yeah, yeah. I, 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 it's a fun, fun introduction. And it's definitely one of those things where well, I got to see what happens next. What the heck? I didn't expect Luffy's grandfather to show up and then for him to be Garp introduced how yeah. far back. Yeah. That's the cool thing too. Cause it's like, if you have been paying attention to the cover stories, you know who Garp is like mm-hmm. more or less like you, you, you kind of Here's, remember him. It's like, oh, yeah, that guy. Yeah. And then, but Oda is still able to, you know, he keeps his cards close to the chest. <laughs> it's like, oh, he's Luffy's grandpa. <laughs> yes. So, oh, a God. vice, a Navy vice admiral. Yeah. Which is, <laughs> is his <nuts>. grandpa. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> we do have an SBS. One of them is just, you know, you know very silly. One of them is like, ah, can you use Coop to Boo because you eat sweet potatoes and like we get fart jokes? Uh, uh-huh. And then we have, like, out of the six powers, I want Iron Body the, body the most. You can make any part of your body hard, right? That would be awful. That would be awful if that part didn't get hard. And then, I wouldn't mention this, but I like that Uda's like, I don't get it. <laughs> don't lie. Yeah, I know. <laughs> Freaking Oda. Why does he, he always fix the stupid questions to I answer. know. He really does. <laughs> but there are some good SBSs in this set. So we'll, of course, we'll, of we'll course. get to that. Yeah. So, yeah, let's go ahead and move over to chapter 432, Jack in the Box. And I like that because at first I was like, why do we need this? Because we already had a breakdown of how the rankings work before. But that was part of an SBS. This is a mm-hmm. title page. for the So for the people who don't get the, uh, the, the, the collections, they can see the rankings as well. Mm-hmm. So that's that's pretty cool. Of course, we have chore boys. We got the seaman apprentice and recruits, uh, then petty officers and all that. So I, I, I like how we get like the characters that are in the Navy as we go up and can see what they're all about and see how mm-hmm. they're all uh, what they're all like. The crazy thing to me is I was looking through all of this. We still have not met the commander in chief of the world government. We've only met the fleet fleet admiral. Yeah. Well, I, I think. The commander in chief is the like the world government as a whole. Is it? I could be wrong. I think I don't. Know. I could be wrong about that. Yeah, I think I I think it's sort of like the American president, where it's the president is the leader, right? Yeah, technically okay, he's yeah. the commander in chief of the mil- the military. Yeah, yeah. So. I think yeah. As far as the the marines go, the fleet admiral is the the top of the top. We've we've seen Sengoku, but yeah, I yes. guess like who's above him? Right. We don't. We don't have quite a uh, a strong indication of yeah i guess that's that's the tricky thing about the the relationship between the world government and the and the the marines yeah i i'm actually curious whether the commander-in-chief would end up being somebody really powerful like the admirals and the potentially sengoku or somebody more like you know spandam who's just in a position of power and can command all these people to do these things and yeah. though he's not strong himself mm-hmm. so I don't know. It's, it's a curious. I feel, one. Like, I feel there's two there's two types of powerful a holes in One Piece. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> very much so. 
but yeah, we are introduced properly to Monkey D. Garp. Garp the Garp Fist. Garp the Fist. <laughs> That's good. Which, I mean, uh, true to his name. <laughs> I mean, he hurt Luffy, so there you go. Yeah. And Luffy's immediately like, don't attack him, guys. He will kill you. He'll... Yeah, <laughs> just straight up. It's like, I don't know how many times my grandpa was killing me when I was small. <laughs> yeah. I love this bit from Garp. God, Garp is such a funny character, too. Uh, That's the best part. Where, you know, He's just like, don't give people the wrong impressions. Like, I may have thrown you down an unfathomable ravine. I threw you into the jungle at night. I tied you to a balloon and watched you fly off into the distance. But I did it all to make you stronger. <laughs> and all of a sudden, like it clicks with Sanji, but it also clicks with us. It's like, oh, oh, this is why Luffy's so strong at the beginning of the manga. Yeah. Because <laughs> he was trained by a vice admiral. Yeah, he's yeah, strong. Yeah, and that that makes sense too. And I think we we touched on this uh, in our discussion of the live action show. But Garp's whole thing is like he trained Luffy um, to be a, a you know a strong navy man. Yeah. So he he, and and this I feel like this is sort of where the core of where they got Garp's arc from in the the live yes. action show. They very much expanded on that where Garp wanted Luffy to be a. a in the Navy. And even, mm-hmm. I like this. Yeah. I entrusted you and Ace to a friend of mine for the training. But the moment I took my eyes off you, look at what happened. Look what happened. You both became pirates. And he's like, ah, that's because all because of the redheaded idiot filling you with stupid ideas. It's like, Hey, Shanks saved, saved my life. And yeah, <laughs> I like how they're like, seem to be coming to blows again soon. <laughs> Luffy's actually apologizing. He's still afraid of his grandfather. Yeah. <laughs> Which is funny. I like, I feel like very few things like this is the man who basically declared war on the world government and, you know, did unspeakable crimes to get his friend back. And then, you know, he's just in front of his grandpa. He's helpless. <laughs> <laughs> but they're also totally related because they immediately fall asleep. <laughs> yeah. Which I, I thought back to that gag in Alabasta with Ace, too, where he just falls asleep mid-conversation, mid-meal. <laughs> so uh, runs with the family. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I like how Frankie's the one freaking out the most because I've, what am I supposed to do? I, I've never been in this situation. This is... Oh, God, I'm so beyond my depth. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, it's great. Uh, it's like, ah, falling asleep while I yell at you, social manners. It's like, that's, oh, boy, let's stay, just stay yep. out of this. And I, I love that Usopp's <laughs> even watching through the window with... Uh, oh, yeah. He's just, he's just like, oh, God. Right, yeah, we skimmed over that, but the Yokozuna's too big to fit. That's why he's outside. <laughs> yeah. Here's the interesting part that we get learn so much more about yep. Shanks. All Luffy wants to know is like, hey, he's fine, right? Where is he? And all Garp says is among the count- all the countless pirates, he's considered to be on the same level as Whitebeard. He's one of the four greatest pirates in the world who live in the second half of the Grand Line. They rule the lands there with an iron grip. They're called the Four Emperors. Yeah. Oh, boy. <laughs> we just got a whole new class system. Holy crap. Yeah. Basically, uh, and that Shanks... The guy who got beer spilled on him in chapter one is one of the four most powerful pirates in the world. <laughs> exactly. Oh, and yeah. just laughed it off. That's yeah, amazing. I mean, we, we thought it was funny when um when Mihawk just like followed Don Krieg and such like back to the Grand Line because he was bored and he was just like ah I'm just here having fun. Like no, like Shanks is like what if the final boss was just hanging out in the starting area? Just like yeah, ah man, it's it's chill. <laughs> <laughs> it's like when you finish an RPG or right before the final boss and be like, I'm going to go back to the early ones. And you find all those mo- monsters that gave you trouble at the beginning. It's like, whatever. <laughs> yeah. Level. Yeah, hey, he, he lost his arm against a, a level one mob. <laughs> yeah. True. I also 
I, I also like that this explains, maybe not explains why they're friends or at least associates, but explains why he's not afraid of Mihawk. Oh yeah, totally, totally. <laughs> I love that, like, that puts Shanks in a completely different light, and I just, I love that. Mm-hmm. Equal <laughs> to like, oh, yeah, Whitebeard, who was also the only one that could actually challenge Roger, so, jeez. Yeah, yeah, no, these, well, I'm sure we'll get to this over the course of the series, but, like, I think that's what I love. One thing I love about Oda as a storyteller is, like, he's so patient. Like, mm-hmm. not to... This is basically the tippy-top. These these four are the tippy-top, and right. they are they will remain the tippy-top of, of the pecking order. Yeah. Uh, so the fact that we're kind of... We've already... You know, we've seen Whitebeard uh, on screen. We don't know who the other two are yet. Um, but, like, the fact that, like, oh, yeah, no, like, these are these are it. That's it. <laughs> the four most powerful pirates in the world. Full stop. <laughs> it, it, it's, it also, also goes back to power levels that I, we, we talked about uh, here and there before, where it's like, yeah, the, the, like... One Piece does this thing rather than, oh, no, this guy all of a sudden is the the new most powerful thing ever that we never talked about before. It's like, no, these guys are strong, but here's other things that we've introduced earlier. And here's an idea of just how strong they are, that they're stronger than even these guys that you're beating. Like, you just took out CP9. They're nothing compared to these four emperors. Yeah. And I think that's that, that's really it at the end of the day. It's like there's I, – I feel like very little that's just like, oh, this super strong guy's out of nowhere. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah. like, oh, it's, you know, the secret boss, the secret boss. I was behind everything. Mwahaha, that kind of thing. Like, no, not not really. They're established. And yeah, our characters and... might not know about them, but it helps us learn about them. And I I recognize one of the four emperors just because of things popping up and people talking about this character. I don't the mm-hmm. other. Yeah. So and well, that's the fun thing. They're kind of uh, they're recognizable, but not finished designs <laughs> certainly yes. yeah i, I it does not surprise too. me so yeah which i think i think that was the case with the the warlords too where we kind of so we got them uh in shadow super early on and they were like kind of but not really yeah i think you could you could say that this is a similar case too I, um, i'd say but, so. I, I like that it gives himself some wiggling room yeah and uh I, I garp goes on to say something interesting here too where it's like like it's all kind of about the balance of power in the world where the Navy and the seven warlords are, you know, they're basically the check against the, the four emperors. Mm-hmm. So, uh, and <laughs> you know, if the balance of between these three great powers is broken, the world will fall into disarray, which is, you know, <laughs> Oh boy. <ominous. laughs> but Luffy doesn't care. He's like, Oh, oh Shanks is okay. That's great. <laughs> yeah. He, okay. He's not impressed. He's like, Oh, Shanks is, you know, he's just at the top of the pecking order. No big mm-hmm. deal. I love uh, that. Although I love that. Oh, I think we're about to say the same thing. Where Robin's yeah, like, yeah. he has connections with Shanks. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> and I'm even though he's like, that's where he got a straw hat, but I didn't know he was so famous. <laughs> yeah. Huh. Also, I love this bit. It took me a while to realize what was there, but so Zoro finally arrives because he had two guys uh, show him the way. Two guys that were trying to mug him. Did you? Yeah, who I did they notice were? this. Yes, Michael and Michael. <laughs> <laughs> We're finally the, bringing that stupid bit back. Around. I love the one that they thought that, that initially uh, with the traitors. <laughs> yeah, yeah. What was it? Um, uh, Lulu and uh, uh, Tilestone. Yes. Yeah, yeah. They're like, oh yeah, it was definitely Michael and Michael. <laughs> <laughs> I love that they actually got integrated. I didn't. I didn't see that bit coming back around. Let's no, I didn't either. I don't yeah. think I would have ever noticed that the first time I read this. So that's wonderful. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh boy but uh here comes zoro and uh when garp notices it's like hey you two try and stop him so 
All of a sudden, Zoro is fighting through Navy men. Uh, and all of a sudden, this guy with these kukri knives uh, attacks and Zoro blocks him. And Luffy's like, hey, you don't have to fight. And all of a sudden, somebody goes to kick Luffy and is able to use shave. One yeah. of the six techniques gets yep. away. But Luffy is still strong enough that he could be able to. Uh, he just beat Luchi, so he predicted where he's going to yeah. show up and puts him to the ground already. Yeah, and then I love Garp just laughs it off, just like you guys were no match at all, <laughs> <laughs> not even close. And they're like, "Oh, you're so strong, just like I remembered." I yield. It's like, "Hey, long time no see." And who are you? It's friggin' Kobe it's with the Kobe. glow up. Yeah, no, seriously, which is God. So I feel that's another thing. Again, like if you're paying attention to the cover stories, you knew. That Kobe and, uh, well, uh, you know, the next page, Helmeppo, yeah, uh, they were both training under Garp. But, like, we did not know. <laughs> like, oh, he looks like a completely different character now. Yeah. And even Luffy's just kind of like, uh, I know I have a friend named Kobe, but he's shorter. You must be some other guy. <laughs> <laughs> the useless cry. No, I'm not Kobe. The useless crybaby. Crybaby. I love that he calls himself that. <laughs> Yeah. Um, I'm not a commissioned officer yet, but I heard that you were two in the area, so I had to come see you. And we see that they made their way to Kobe to chief petty officer while Hamuppo is petty officer. So they're actually, according to the front, they actually climbed up because I believe they began as chore boys, right? Yeah, yeah. That would make sense. So they're they're getting officer. They're not quite up to, let's see, it was warrant officer who uh, that, that um, iron body, uh, iron. Oh, God, what was his Full name? Body? Full body. He was a warrant officer before, right? I don't remember. <laughs> I, it's been so long. But he is definitely stronger than full body, so he's just not yeah, as high of yeah. a rank. Like, Kobe could use shave. Just think about that. That's awesome. Yeah. <laughs> After seeing everything that they the, the CP9 did was shave and whatnot, I was like, holy crap, Kobe. And yeah. obviously not as strong, but what progress. Yeah, which is just, again, just the, the poor little chore boy in all, all Vita ship from chapter two is just i love this and i love that you know he kobe's like a lot of things happened we ended up getting trained uh by vice admiral garp himself and it's like well, <laughs> yeah <laughs> yeah and i love how hamepo is trying to look cool with his new glasses and yeah <laughs> <laughs> he 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 gets there you know i i respect yeah. it he looks he looks pretty good yeah, they don't recognize him at first. It's like, yeah, it's Amamopo, Captain Morgan's son. It's like, I tied you up almost and had you executed. It's like, they still don't know. It's like, come on. It's like, yeah, I'm I the idiot the son that took advantage of my dad's name. It's like, oh, yeah, that jerk. <laughs> He's like, yeah, I, I, I love, them. like, Luffy's reaction to, like, oh, it's Kobe. You know, he's more freaked out. But then they're like, oh, Helmepo. Uh, uh, okay, yeah, sure. <laughs> <laughs> and I love how he's immediately like, uh, hey, fix the wall. Garp is like, fix yeah. the wall. It's like, hey, what yeah. Why are you asking us to fix it when you break it in the first place? Because it's cooler. It's a cooler entrance. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I love that. Like Garp has this back and forth with his, with his officers, and his officers are, you know, like they respect him enough to be just like, no. <laughs> like if we're gonna if you order us around, help you help too. <laughs> you can get some very different vice admirals. It looks like. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> some that are willing to shoot you in the leg. Others is like, ah, I punch a hole in the wall. You guys fix it, but it's fine. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> And then we get something that was teased a little farther back, the last volume, of course, not our yeah. episode. But uh, I heard you met your father, Luffy. And he's like, what? I have a dad? <laughs> yeah. Just a great reaction. I think that, that explains a lot about Luffy. <laughs> and the fact that somehow Garf's been in contact with him because I, he said because he says he saw you off at Rogue, Rogue Town. Like, wait, Rogue Town? 
Actually, did they change it? It was Logtown before. They changed it to Rogetown here. No wonder you were confused. Yeah, no, no. Uh, I think in, in the English translation of the manga, it's always been Rogetown. Really? I just swear yeah. it was Logtown. Be- be- uh, whatever. It's fine. Yeah. Because <laughs> it makes more sense to me as Logtown instead of Rogetown. Yeah. yeah. But it's like, Rogetown? Who was- your dad was there? Who was there? Who's my dad? And, oh, yeah, your father's name is Monkey D. Dragon, the revolutionary. The guy what? that <laughs> saved him from from Smoker is Luffy's yeah. father. All of a sudden, what? him in a, uh, like doing that makes sense and this everybody hearing this all the navy officers is like what what yeah <laughs> luffy of course, is like, dragon's son <laughs> luffy has no idea who this person is but all all of the marine officers are just like the dragon the revolutionary had a son <laughs> like wait then uh, uh <laughs> the dragon is garp's son <laughs> uh-huh. this is the first time we've ever heard dragon's full name it's like oh yeah oh god what what the heck it's like even the others know who Dragon is. Like you don't know who Dragon is. Yeah, Robin. So pirates usually don't attack the government or the navy on their own. But there is a force that is trying to directly challenge the world government. That's the Revolutionary Army, and the man who's leading them is Dragon. By now, his ideology has spread to many nations of the world, causing them to rebel against the world government, and nations have collapsed because of that. So, naturally, the government is angry, and Dragon, the mind- mastermind behind it all, is known as the world's greatest criminal. Uh, so they're currently they're always searching for him to no avail. Nobody knows anything about him, and yet he's Garp's son and Luffy's grandfather, Luffy's father. So yep, it's like, hey, yep. just forget I said that anything. <laughs> yeah, it's just like ah, uh, we we can't forget that. Um, although I, I did check back because God, I, it's so hard for me to keep up like with what details have been revealed or not. And um, if you remember. On the C train, on the way to uh, on the way to India's lobby, some of the CP9 guys were, were like, I think, uh, I want to say it was like Fukuro and maybe some of the other ones who were just kind of like, oh yeah, we were you know uh, stopping a, we were fighting against the Revolutionary Army basically. Yes, that you have yeah, heard and, about them here and there, but yeah, it's just one of those things that's mentioned off on the side, and then it's like, oh, <laughs> oh, that's kind of important. It also would not surprise me if he's known as the world's gr- worst criminal. Does he have a higher bounty than Whitebeard? I do not know, and I I don't want to guess either way. Yeah, I, I understand I th- that. I th- I think ballpark. I think yeah. I think I can say that. <laughs> yeah, probably same, probably same in the ballpark. same level. I, I, if I yeah. had to guess. Yeah, because uh, um, honestly, I, I don't know I, how much we actually meet Dragon. <laughs> that off, I, yeah. I don't know how often that he shows up. Yeah, just in, just one of those things to keep in the back of your mind, you know, just like. Luffy's dad is apparently like the the most infamous criminal on the planet. I'm stuck thinking about like how the greater world of One Piece has just been like again, like I said at the top of the show, like the the doors have been completely blown down. And yeah. I think we we've had start- things opening up before. This feels like the biggest. <laughs> yeah, like because now we kind of have the implication of this whole relationship where we like we got introduced to the the Marines and the world government and then, Oh, okay. Now that, you know, they have the seven warlords who are kind of like the deterrent to other weaker pirates. And now it's both of those forces that are trying to keep the four emperors in check. And then the revolutionary army is the wild card. Yeah. So who aren't, they're not, we have a ton of factions. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Suddenly, uh, I, I I feel like just from the implications alone that the the story and world of One Piece has gotten a lot more complicated mm. very suddenly. 
we we do have a wonderful SBS here. I love this one because I did not notice it, but I recognize this character. So mm-hmm. uh, there's a guy that has a dy- dynamite equipped to him. That's uh, Kankichi Ryotsu from Kochikame, one of the longest running series in Shonen Jump. And it was actually celebrating its 30th anniversary because the manga started in 1976. And it, this came out in 2006, just a data yep. bit. I want to say Kochikame ended in 2016, so that'd be 40 years. Oh, did it? I, I didn't realize it actually ended. I I want to say it was around 2016. I wow, know. I had no idea. I missed that somehow. Yeah. That feels weird because I've never <laughs> read it, but it's, I just know yeah. it was just one of those series. Because I know he was kind of front and center when I got when I was in Japan in uh, 2008, I want to say. Yeah, oh, 2008. Okay. And because uh, they were celebrating Shonen Jump's, I think, 50th anniversary. So there's like special mm-hmm, ones like mm-hmm. here's this this decade uh, of Shonen Jump, this decade of Shonen Jump and showing off all the characters. And it's fun to see the the character show up and the, the art styles. Yeah. Modernized. I just think about uh, we'll, we'll get to it when we get to it. It's way, way later. I don't remember the exact chapter number, but there is a there's an. Uh, a nod to Naruto when Naruto ends. In, in oh, that's cool. Yeah, that's I, I'm trying. I, I'm trying to remember when that was exactly. Somewhere in the six or seven hundreds, I want to say. Um, but like, it, it's cool that like Oda is like celebrating milestones of other manga in One Piece. Yeah, so and it's, it's, it's like such a, a cool... fun idea for the uh, the current manga of we could show and jump to hide him in there just to celebrate it's a it's a fun yeah, project i love we that. get to be reminded and honestly it looks pretty good in this style it's a, it's a yeah it's a fun style. <laughs> also it's i love how he says 30 years of kochikame that's amazing you know it would not surprise me if one piece ended at its 30 year mark because it started yeah, what I mean, 97 or 98 yeah somewhere around there and that i mean if if Oda guesstimates that we have like five-ish years left of the manga, then that makes sense. Yeah, we we might have we, 30 years we, of we, One we, Piece. Wow. God. <laughs> oh, man. And that's something to, like it's one thing to have a ga- gag manga, which I think Kochikame is uh, for yeah. 30 years or your mystery manga like uh, freaking uh, Detective Conan. Conan. But to have a continuous overarching story for that long, my God. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, no, that's that's why One Piece is the just just amazing. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, chapter four hundred and thirty-three. We knew this was going to be a long one. The name yeah. of that sea. Where... I was like, "Good God, we're forty minutes in." <laughs> uh, so Aneru has gone down that crater where he saw something and found that somebody passed out in the hole with a canteen and a gun. So interesting. There are living beings on the moon in One Piece. <laughs> sure. Why not? <laughs> uh, somebody who has like a like a little like military hat and a gun. It's just all right. You know what? Whatever. <laughs> but uh, we we begin the the episode the 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 chapter proper with uh, Garp declaring, "Eh, you're my grandson, so I'm not going to catch you, even though you're a pirate." That's what I'll wow. tell the Navy. So don't worry about it. <laughs> <laughs> and then my boy Bogard here in the background. Who <laughs> one? Has, has I didn't Bogard know he had a been name. Named, has Bogard been named yet? Bogart does not have a name in the manga. I, oh. I looked that up before. Okay, he yeah. was only the, named the anim- in the live in the action. Anime. Oh, in the he's anime. named in the anime, and and the live action gives him a significantly higher role. Yeah, no kidding. I just, I just love that. That just like this random dude in a hat. It's just like, oh, I know who that is now because the live action put him in every scene. Yeah, I never really took notice to him. I thought it was just a different guy every time, but no, it's always yeah, exactly. The same guy. That's that's so funny. Yeah. 
He's like, eh, I just came here as a favor to uh, Kobe and Helmeppo. So you can take it easy and take it, uh, talk about old times. I'm going back. So it's like, oh, he is a nice grandpa. But then he's, Luffy's just like, okay, bye. He's like, bye. Is that all I have to say to your old grandpa? And he punches him. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he's like, what do you expect me to do? All you ever did was punch me. <laughs> I want to be loved by my grandson, you idiot. <laughs> I love that. Like, like, I feel like Luffy is always the illogical one in his relationships with other people, but he has to deal with Garp, who is significantly more illogical than he is and so luffy comes out as the more like re- like the relatively normal one in that dynamic yeah it's just so good i i love that and yeah things calm down a bit and everybody is uh just talking about it. it's like oh my gosh like even luffy's family is even out of the ordinary so what the heck out is up that with that and Sanji's even like the Zoro's like, eh, it's nice to see. Uh, why aren't you out there? He's your friend too, right? It's, eh, it's nice to see him, but the one who saved him was Luffy. And you could just see the yeah. three of them talking outside. And that's, that's a nice little moment. And Chopper tells us that Nami's gone too. She wanted to hear about the Navy, but I guess she decided against it because uh, uh, Robin tells us she's actually went to the p- uh, pool with Kokoro and the others, which immediately which gets of course, Sanji's attention. Sanji's just like, all right, <laughs> I got to go. <laughs> yep. So it's like, oh, see ya. But yeah, we actually see the conversation between the two of them where we get a bit more information, especially something that we had questions about. And I forgot yep. they answered this here. It's like, so you guys went over the mountain and onto the Grand Line. It's like, oh, no, we didn't take Reverse Mountain. We went through the Calm Belt. It's like, what? that's cheating. How'd you do that? Yeah, Luffy's like, that's not fair. <laughs> yeah, it's like, we were in real trouble. It's like, oh, we have sea prism stones strapped to the hull, the hull of the ship. It emits the same energy of the ocean, so it essentially disguises them. Yeah. And then I love the build up to this gag here where we like in mid conversation, like, oh, there's a transponder snail just kind of chilling behind a rock. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> we learn that is because Nami's spying, <laughs> listening yep. in on him and taking notes, which honestly, pretty smart. <laughs> for Yeah, which part. of course, you know, Oda can't resist the urge to draw Nami in a bikini. But I do. I, I like that. Like, the, it's just like a one page gag, but it's in character that, you know, like, OK, yeah, she's doing this just because, you know, she's trying to trying to be sneaky. Mm, she's even saying, hey, can't you see I'm wiretapping? <laughs> I don't yeah, which... chance. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, you know what? I I don't mind. This feels in character for Nami more than others. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That, that, that's the thing. That's the difference for me. Is yeah. that like, it's it's a good gag. And you're like, yeah, it's a, you, you know what he's here to do. But like, there's there, there's a good gag behind it. So I'm, I'll, I'll allow it. Mm-hmm. And then here's something I don't think we've heard about before. More lore. <laughs> more lore. Where... Kobe says, when it comes to technology, Dr. Vegapunk is number one. He's amazing because he is the one who discovered how to give devil fruits to non, well, inanimate objects. He's the yep. reason that we have the, the dog and uh, Funk Freed. Yeah. Uh, so get, get ready to hear about Vegapunk a lot. <laughs> and yes. To, and whether or not we'll see him on screen, uh, I'll leave up to your imagination. But, <laughs> I can uh, tell you this is that I, I remember hearing about Vegapunk a ton yes. uh, throughout. Like, it just get mentioned here and there just as yeah, this no, great the, scientist. But I don't know if I, I never met him. Yeah, well, we will see him mentioned a whole lot. <laughs> so just... I mean, I love that. Here, hey, here's an explanation. There, this guy is the reason why the devil fruit can do this. It's like, oh, yeah, crap. and well, it, it's interesting that we have. Well, I mean, obviously we have science here at the world of One Piece, but it's one of those things where it's like, no, there's a specific kind of science to sort of deal with how this world works, like how Vegapunk apparently also, you know, 
uh, the thing about like putting the sea prism stone uh, stones under the ships, mm-hmm. where it's just like there's different and very specific applications of science to deal with the rules of this world. <laughs> yeah, and it's 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 really good. It's it's like wow, it's all this world building that you get that feels kind of natural. Yeah, and uh, it's it's. I, you love to see it, but it also it just it also gets back to it's like it's a character piece all it's all said and done because you got Luffy them laughing together and yeah. Nami Nami just hears that and she's like okay I'm done wiretapping I yeah. don't need and that. this is this is the scene I thought about during the last episode of the live action show where it felt like those those really heartfelt conversations between Luffy and Kobe felt felt like they came from here yes I agree and I think honestly if the live action is able to get to this point I think this will be a good moment. Yeah, I, I think they, they, well, I, I'm ultimately kind of questioned the choice of, you know, again, we, we hashed all that out in our uh, discussions about the live action show, but like, there are definitely like pros and cons to introducing like, you know, Kobe and, uh, and Garp and stuff like that. Um, but I, I think if they can really like try to bring it all around full circle in moments like this, where it's like, these characters are kind of on their own adventures. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And it's it's it just gives it their own sense of like things are happening, you know. It's not just the world doesn't stop just because we're following Luffy. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah, but Kobe has one more thing for us to uh, one more bit of lore for us because what is the second half of the Grand Line called? On the other side of the Red Line, at the the end of the ocean, is a place that they call the New World. There's a new era coming, and the people who, who can guide that new era, new age, are gathering on the oceans. The one who can master those oceans will become the king of the pirates. Let's meet again there. Well, and we already got the the indication that the four emperors are all hanging out in the new world. So, yep, we just got a name for it, and ah, that's, yeah, that's cool. And yeah, I I love the weight that he gives that panel where it's just like the background kind of fading out, the camera zoomed out with the grass. Ah, it's it's so good and i love that we get kobe's new dream i will become mm-hmm. an admiral in the navy which hell yeah let's make let's yeah. make kobe an admiral that'd be awesome and, and then i love that he even still he gets embarrassed by you know saying what his dreams are mm-hmm. um but i love i love that you know luffy encourages encourages him he's like if you're gonna fight me you should keep that attitude yeah the next time we meet i'm gonna be stronger too much stronger so it, it, kobe's just like why does he have so much faith in me and it's 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 so cool. I, I don't know. There's it's something God. really nice about the friendship between these two. Yeah. And I, I really, I think what I love about it is because they are on like, they're on opposite sides, but like they're still encouraging each other. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And that they're both just like encouraging each other to be better. And I just, I love that. And I'm, again, I, I'm, I love that the live action show captured that, uh, that dynamic between these two characters, like so succinctly, but yeah, no, it's, Seeing Kobe again is a delight. It's it's a fantastic it's a fantastic twist if you didn't see it coming. And it really like these chapters really give you the sense that the world of One Piece like exists far beyond uh, just like the Straw Hats. Yeah, yeah. It, the, the things just keep growing, and I like that uh, Sora even recognizes him. Was like, ah, oh, looks like you planted the streams seeds for some strong enemies in the future. So, <laughs> but of course. It wouldn't be a One Piece uh, in between a set of chapters without a giant party. Sanji starts. I, I forgot about. <laughs> I was like, we hadn't had the party seed yet. <laughs> yeah, Sanji starts cooking, and all of a sudden, here comes the Frankie family. Here comes Sodom Gomorrah. Here comes the giants and Galilaw. Here comes Iceberg. Uh, we got, of course, 
Polly saying, ah, you're shameless for being in a bikini. <laughs> of course, yep. <laughs> and uh, Frankie, of course, starts down da- dancing, and even Sniper King shows up to party. <laughs> I, th- I think what I love about these party sections is that I feel like they just get bigger and bigger every time that they have one. <laughs> they really do. Yeah. They really do. Oh, man. It's, it's, it's such a fun time, but of course... We have a little tinge of something different this time around where... Every party needs a party pooper. Yep. And in this case, <laughs> it's Alkaji. And yep. I love that. I love this scene between them. Because uh, yes. it fleshes out Alkaji a little bit more, too. It's like, why didn't you run away like you always do? If you'd acted on your own, you could have gotten away from CP9. It's like, yeah. no, it was different. I couldn't abandon him this time. I couldn't just leave him to die. Alkaji explains that Saul was actually a close friend of his. And he just that's why he's been helping her. Because... He, he gave his life to protect you, so I want to make sure you don't waste your life and yeah. see what happened. But even after Which is a really years, cool connection, by the way. <laughs> yeah. I, I yeah. like that they're sort of building up Alkaji a little bit more in that way. It's like, even after 20 years, you still hadn't found anyone or anything you could rely on. I decided that I couldn't let you, you know, a ticking time bomb like you run around, so I thought you had a death wish. So I thought Enos Lobby would be the end, but I also didn't expect the Straw Hats to actually beat CP9. Have you finally found a place where you can feel safe? And she just says, yes. And I don't know if it was right or wrong for Saul to let you live, but maybe you can answer that question for me. And she just says, Man, I intend to. I, it's like, oh. Yeah, God. This, the, the conversation gives me chills. Yeah. And he just, he tells her to, you know, like, live your life and prove that O'Hara is still alive. And I'm just like, oh. Yeah. Wow. It, it makes you kind of like Alkaji in that way. I also love that he yeah. steals some meat <laughs> before he <Yeah>. leaves. <laughs> and... You really, I feel like you get the feeling that he kind of has his own ulterior motives. Oh, for sure. There's, yeah. there's there's something going on in that head. But we end our chapter with the news that Shanks managed to break through the Navy lines and has been able to make direct contact with Whitebeard. Which, well, hey, now that we found out that they're both emperors and now here's um, the five elders freaking out. I was like, oh, God, they're about to meet <laughs> yeah oh god what are they talking about yeah and uh that is that is our big question of course we do have an sbs <laughs> which is the weirdest one yet i'd say yep the arrow arrow fruit fruit user which i honestly i can't believe this got a, i can't believe this got adapted into english you can tell yeah. far beyond the uh the four kids era where we got yeah, the, yeah. just a just the name areola fleur <laughs> Yeah, or it's just like, can Robin, if she can grow body parts, so she can grow breasts anywhere. So, you know, uh, Otis says, yeah, I'm sure she could do it. But uh, yeah. Oh, God. <laughs> oh my goodness. <laughs> uh, all right. Well, let's get to chapter 434. We're still not close to being done with this. <laughs> no. <laughs> Sorry, guys. <laughs> uh, white beard and red hair, where Aneru sees this man sleeping on the moon and nope. I'm going to electrify him. <laughs> Shoot first, ask questions later, which I, I do find it funny. Again, it's just like this whole this whole situation is ridiculous. Eneru is on the moon. He finds life and just decides to kill it. <laughs> <laughs> yes. So, OK. <laughs> but now we get the meeting between Whitebeard and Shanks where yeah, they've made contact with each other and the Navy are like, stay on high alert. And we see how ma- we see how big Shanks. I forgot how big Shanks's uh, ship is, and even he has palm trees on it. And then yeah. the even bigger in, in the the blue whale front is uh, Whitebeard. It's like holy crap. Yeah, and well, I think you really you get the sense of how 
big Whitebeard's crew is with the introduction of like two characters here on the next page where we have Jozu, who's this just this big massive unit, um, and mm-hmm. then also Marco, and they are uh, uh God, what's, what's the word uh, commanders? The, yeah, yeah, yeah. The, yeah. They're I forgot. What, I forgot what word I was going to try to say. But Josu is the Whitebeard Pirates' third division commander. Barco's first division commander. Mm-hmm. So the fact that this pirate crew has divisions, <laughs> <laughs> and we are we are simply meeting like people who are like at the tippy top of their line of command, but also still under Whitebeard, is yes, yeah. yeah. And also, and, and Ace know, of course is the second division commander. Oh yeah, that's right. I forgot we we learned that. Um, so. Remember Josu and Marco. They're important. <laughs> I, I figured. I absolutely figured. I also yeah. love this line. It's like, hey, newcomers, uh, stay back or else you'll get knocked down. It's like, uh, yeah, oh, this scene. And this is like, this is so badass. Just yeah. by walking between them, this thing called hockey that Shanks apparently has is overwhelming to the point that most of the crew of Whitebeard passes out. Yeah. Some of them stand up. But all the new members. What a God! It's just just that, that shot of like Shanks in shadow holding a giant like b- bottle of beer or wine. <laughs> it's just oh my goodness! And well, uh, I this is our first mention of hockey. Uh, just again, keep that tucked in the back of your mind. Oh with yeah, the, that's with the other things that'll get we'll, explained we'll get eventually. There. I think we'll get there. When we get long. there. I don't know how long, yeah. but it's eventually get explained. But my, it's like what the hell is that? Yeah, that, that it's like oh, if you're not if you have too weak of a will, will Sanji can uh, take you. Uh, to, to, not, Shanks, Shanks, not Sanji. He <laughs> kind of looks like Sanji in a way, but that's yeah, a little cool. bit. <laughs> yeah, I love how Shanks just is like, ah, oh, you have to excuse me. I have trouble staying relaxed when I'm on an enemy ship. Then Whitebeard's like, ah, you know, look at your face. Your my scars ache. The the ones I got from him, and uh, he's like, hey, I'm I'm not here to fight. Uh, there's just something we have to talk about, and yet. You bear your hockey with me and without restraint, you fool. <laughs> this you can just feel like the presence. <laughs> like this <laughs> this is one of my favorite scenes around this time of the manga, just because you're just like, holy crap. <laughs> it feels so important. And yeah. uh and then Whitebeard's like, eh, we're not gonna be any we're not gonna be fighting, you can leave us alone. And he's like, Oh, this is wine from the West Blue blue, and then we find out that's that's his hometown. Shanks is yeah. hometown. He's like, Yeah, it's fine. <laughs> yeah <laughs> and he lists off roger garp sengoku aren't many who left you remember the uh way the ocean used to be 22 years have passed then i can't re- i don't remember if we got i don't think we had this this is the first revelation right for this i'm pretty sure it's there's a lot of chapters but and i've known this but i also made sure to keep it in my back pocket because yeah of the talk between them, but no, we found out the ship that Buggy and Shanks were on it, during that flashback was actually Gold Rogers. Yeah, yeah. There, there will be more evidence to that later. But yeah, the fact that it's just like, oh yeah, like you're you're an apprentice. <laughs> well, <laughs> Shanks, not, not that surprising, but Buggy <laughs> also being yeah, on know. Rogers' ship is so funny amazing that he tried to steal from Roger the devil fruit and thought he could do yeah. all this stuff like my god yep yep and I, I like this little bit of um it's sort of explaining what had happened because you know Wiper's just kind of like whatever happened to the red nose guy did he get killed uh but you know on the day of Roger's execution you know 
uh, Shanks was like, join my crew. And then, you know, Buggy's like, I'm not going to work under you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. We see how yeah. well that worked out for him. I, I, I love that. I feel like it's kind of the, you, you have the guy in high school where you're just like, oh man, that guy turned out like he's a CEO now. And you have the other guy who's just like, oh, he's, he's getting in arguments with teenagers. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Online. <laughs> and I, I like that Whitebeard like even has even more stuff that I don't know anything about. It's like, uh, there aren't any, many who speak of the legend anymore. Your duel with Hawkeye is still fresh in my memory. And it's like, oh, so apparently he had a duel with Mihawk and that's how they earned respect with each other. And then he says how everybody was surprised when he came back from the East blue missing an arm. It's like when enemy did that, it's like, oh, I give it up for the sake of a new of the new era. And yeah, ah, it's so good. It's so cool. Which, again, now that you know who Shanks is, the fact like he he could have demolished the, the Neptunian in chapter one. Yeah, uh, I think it was just because he was he specifically chose to save Luffy. That's yes, the only yes. reason he lost his arm. Yeah. And then I, I love this bit of dialogue here where, you know, he's just like. Like the only scar of mine that aches right now is the one on his face because that apparently Blackbeard did that, <laughs> which is which is like wow what what is happening? <laughs> what is up with Blackbeard? That's immediately is like it wasn't because I'm careless. You understand what I'm saying? He lay low and waited for his chance. He didn't even rise up to become a squad leader and make a name for himself. He hid himself behind behind the giant shadow of Whitebeard. And once he finally had enough power, that's when he made his move. So he, a man like that will never be satisfied. He'll keep aiming for the top with his own will. He will aim for your seat. So Swipe is yep. like, all right, get to the point. What do you want from me? Stop Ace. That's all Shanks cares about is yeah. you need to stop Ace from taking on Blackbeard. He's young and he's good enough to become second division later. I know that. But it's not the time to pit Blackbeard and Ace against each other. Don't go after him. Yeah. And then if Whitebeard's just kind of like, no. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. He's yeah. like, no. Teach killed a crewmate. Everyone that becomes a pi- uh, that I lit on my pirate ship, no matter how stupid they are, they are a son to me. The souls of my dead sons, my crew, call out for vengeance. And it's my responsibility to show that, that Teach, you can't live in, wor- live in this world without a code of conduct. So and I, I want to... Uh, Ace mentioned that too, didn't he? That he was after Blackbeard because of that? Yes. Is that right? Yes, that's, yeah. that's the entire that reason specific- he's hunting down Blackbeard because he killed another crewmate. Yep, yep. Which and I, I love that line from Whitebeard. Where he's like, "You can't live in this world without a code of conduct." And so it, I feel like this is a one of those things where you know we're about to see uh, negotiations have broken down. But like they're both right, you know. Shanks is looking at the bigger picture here, of like ah, you know, I'm not so sure about that. And Whitebeard is like, "Nah, man, this is this is a family <laughs> matter." <laughs> yeah. If if this happens, no one will be able to stop those era new era from spiraling into chaos. And Whitebeard's like, I don't think that that doesn't frighten me. Whatever. And they clash between their halberd and their sword, and it literally split the heavens. Oh my goodness! <laughs> Good God! Again, I want to reiterate: we just learned that these these both of these characters are final boss level, and that we are seeing <laughs> them fight on screen, and it literally this is like. <laughs> split oh the heaven yeah oh my I, god i love how we see you know shanks's crew where we see, i forget some of the names except for yasop of course yasop ben beckman I, ben beckman I that's him. his other one that's uh, <laughs> so i love that i love that damn crew i don't know why you barely yeah. see them but every time you see them like ah oh, those are the boys <laughs> yep and that's when we move on to the grand line on a certain island where they the the, the blackbeard crew has 
seen an article about the Straw Hats and about what they did to the uh, to Enos Lobby. It's like, oh, their bounty's going to jump again. And we see the guy who delivered the message to the uh, the the Navy trying to get Black, put in Blackbeard's name to become one of the Oh, warlords. yeah, you're right. Yeah, I completely forgot that happened. The sniper, the wrestler, the guy who's all about luck. And he's like, all right, let's... Uh, Let's go after Luffy. He's nearby. Let's get him and mm-hmm. prepare to set sail and see how good his fate is. And that's when all of a sudden he gets uh, called out to. And we see that he's like seemed to have completely raided, maybe even killed this entire village, staking all their loot. Like he's acting like a proper mm-hmm. pirate, pirate here. Oh, and yeah. That's when he's confronted. Hey, Teach, hold on. I've been looking for you. It's like, ah, oh, hey, crap. Hey, here's our other cover story coming back into the main yep. narrative. Ace <laughs> finally found Blackbeard. Yep. Oh. And uh, I forgot to uh, point this out, but um, and this wasn't something uh, the English manga did, but the uh, the Whitebeard logo got uh, retconned. <laughs> so yes, it finally it's did. No get longer retconned. a manji. I, it was here where it finally got retconned. It took a while. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so. just, yeah, seeing seeing it on Ace's back, I was like, oh yeah, okay. Oda did change that. <laughs> yeah, that's where it reminded me as well. So I wondered how long it would take, but yeah, it's, it's this big moment. <laughs> yep. Yep. Man, oh. this this is this is bonkers. <laughs> oh yeah, so many I, major I things happening. And the crazy thing is the SBS matches in yeah. a way, explaining some further things that I was like, oh yeah, that does make sense. Because somebody's like, okay, Kirko is a mermaid, so why is her granddaughter Chimney a regular human? Do don't the mermaid genes pass down? And we get the explanation from Oda. When Kokoro was young, a very long time ago, I love that little line, she came with Tom from Fishman Island. She married a man from Water 7 and had a son that was half mermaid. That son married a human girl, and they had Chimney. Chimney is a quarter mermaid, so she's a very good at swimming. And so in Chapter 403, you can see that even a small child like her can save a drowning Luffy from the Whirlpool. That's because she has mermaid blood within her. I didn't even think about that. Yeah, me neither. I man <laughs> that thought process that she doesn't even yeah. realize it but she's just naturally good at swimming and is able to pull Luffy even though she's a small child from a whirlpool yep, yep that's cool yep. then we get more of like what Lucci was all about because somebody was like hey Lucci killed the 500 hostages and killed the captain too but why do you have to kill the, the hostages so in short Lucci believes that being weak is a sin in his mind soldiers who were easily caught and caused the nation to be in jeopardy were likely to do the same thing in the future and he decided they weren't worth worthy of living. So to prevent this incident from happening again, he took their lives. Which I feel Which. like we saw that in action uh, with Nero. Yeah, that's true. Just kind of like you're just like you're not good enough. Die. <laughs> yeah, you're too weak. So, whew. Yeah, I, mean, I love that. <laughs> Otis like, good job, and uh, you, you beat him, Luffy. Good job. Yeah, yeah. Thank goodness. But yeah, let's get to our final chapter for this set. Four hundred and thirty-five. You have my sympathies. And uh, <laughs> the guy that he electrocuted still alive. And I got to say, every time I see this guy, it's just like chopper. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe he's made of rubber. Why did the electricity not work? <laughs> yeah, it did not work at all. He's he's fried a bit, but he still has his gun. He has his canteen. He looks like a little explorer. Yeah. From the 30s. <laughs> like a pit, pet helmet. And pit <laughs> helmet and World War One. What's going on here? I, I don't remember where this goes at all. Me neither. Again, aside from the parts where I was like, oh, this actually makes sense. But yeah, th- there are there are a lot about this that I've already kind of forgotten. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. Th- it just between all of this, not just like the cover stories and all the lore we've been learning, we're just like this. The world is so much bigger than you had yeah. ever thought. 
And I love just, every moment of it. It's just it's, yeah. it's the kind of stuff that gets you excited. Just like, oh, retcons, whatever. But this no, is, it's just like it this fits is in so perfectly. One piece as one piece is what this is. <laughs> yeah. Oh, this absolutely. I just I eat it up, man. I well, love it. One of the things I've been doing recently is I got the things these things called Encyclopedia Eorzea uh, for Final mm-hmm. Fantasy fourteen. And it breaks oh, yeah. down the lore of Final Fantasy fourteen. And you can just see how there were bits and pieces in place that maybe it wasn't intended from the get-go, but they were able to take those those scraps of information and expand upon them and make them so much bigger to make the world cohesive in its way. It's just like, yeah. does Oda have this just gigantic design document where he just, this puzzle piece that he just refers to and figures out how to make work? Like, my God. Yeah, which, I mean, I feel like we, we said that he saw in one of the like way way back SBSs where he's like, yeah, this was a five year story originally. <laughs> I can't um, see how. So, <laughs> yeah, I I feel like we we have reached the point where like, Oda's got it all figured out now. Like yeah, all all he's just putting down all of the little nuggets now that we have sort of again just like broad broad strokes big picture stuff. And again, some of the stuff that we've been introduced to is not going to come back for. 100 200 300 <laughs> chapters maybe uh or even yep. further along than that so it's just like oh okay here's here's where the story i feel like we're we have found its stride <laughs> yeah in terms of absolutely where the world is going and i i love it and we get a nice little bonding moment where uh frankie's working on this new ship and all of a sudden here comes iceberg and polly and P- tilestone and lulu all ready to help to build the ship and they're like uh, icebergs like oh you're done rebuilding this done fixing the city he's like and eh, the employees told us to go help with, with rebuilding the pirate ship that got burned and <laughs> it's, it's it's cool to see these five come together to work on this ship yeah i i feel like that's one of the really like satisfying things about like water seven as a story arc is like all of these relationships that were really like kind of tenuous and really strained and it's like through the actions of like luffy and the straw hats it's like he's kind of inadvertently repaired friendships and yeah. brought people together. And that was kind of, that's the kind of the whole thesis behind this one or the, like not, not thesis, but the whole point of this, this story is, is like uh, friendships being fractured and trying to rebuild yeah. that, which, Hey, yep. kind of works out when you're looking for a, a, a shipwright, somebody that can yeah. build things. So, <laughs> yeah. huh. It's almost like Oda planned this. <laughs> Whoa. <laughs> but yeah, it's it just seeing them all work together. It's, it, it's a nice little moment. And it's time for the Frankie family, though, to see today's newspaper where they're talking about what happened in Enos Lobby, the same one that Blackbeard was looking at. And Mm -hmm. they're like, "Okay, what does it say about us? What do we have to do? It doesn't talk about us at all. (laughs) It's like Frankie family's in the clear. Like, oh, yeah, they're fugitives. (laughs) Yay. (laughs) That's convenient. And Sanji's like, so did your grandfather pull some strings and say they were innocent bystanders? I don't think he knows how to do complicated stuff like that. And I love that Chopper immediately agree. <laughs> yeah, they're just like impossible. <laughs> yeah, not, no. And yeah, that's when Robin realizes like must have been Alkuji. I don't know what he's up to. Hmm. Yep. Ulterior motives. Yep. So hey, it works out because we're already pirates, but it would have been terrible for them for them to be forced to go on the run. Yeah. Um, but they are talking a lot of trash about us. It says that we, we that we declared war on the government. It even blames us for destroying the island. And right, because it was a half- buster call. <laughs> yeah, I know. And yeah. Dora's like, ah, oh, looks like our bounties are going to go up again. Yay. And Chopper's like, oh, I get a bounty. And, and, and Sanji's like, oh, I might get a bounty. And Nami's like, no, I don't want a bounty. <laughs> I, I forgot that Sanji 
doesn't have a bounty yet, does he? Yeah, they only have three members that actually have bounties: Robin, Zoro, and Luffy. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> so, oh, Luffy finally hears the news that Frankie's building him a slip, a, a, a ship, excuse me. And uh, you know, Luffy's overjoyed. Can't wait to see how it turns out. But they're like, "Hey, you can't, uh, you can't see, like, it, you can't see it until it's finished because he wants to be it to be a surprise." And now he's like, "Hey, I'll do some shopping until the ship is ready. Where's the hundred million berries that used to be here?" And Luffy's like, "Oh yeah, I bought meat and booze for the party. I used it all up. <laughs> <laughs> There's hardly anything left." The way Luffy looks, the most beat up possible. You think even more yeah, so even than more Garp. than Garp. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, and he's like, I was going to fill it with ex- expensive furniture. Well, let's go see what we can scrounge up. Yeah. <laughs> so took Frankie five days to complete the ship, which is amazing. Yeah, no, they, seriously. What is it? He's just built different, man. <laughs> I know. These guys, these guys at uh, Galila, holy crap. And, of course, uh, uh, Luffy wants an allowance, but she says no. But they get to enjoy yep. a little vacation where I love just how massive the bump on his head is. Yeah, it just, it, I feel like it's getting bigger. <laughs> <laughs> Chopper's going to be buying some uh, medical books as, as well as can, uh, candy, uh, some water, water candy, which is actually kind of important. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I just realized how important that actually was. Huh. Oh, hmm. Zoro's trying to find a sword to replace it, but it's just not working out. Nami, of course, can't help but find, buy even more f- clothes. Sanji's, of course, getting more food. I like these scenes of the ball just kind of hanging out. Yeah, we, we get, it's kind of a, re- a repeat of Logtown. I'm yeah. always going to call it Logtown. I can't, I can't, it's weird to say yeah. Rogetown to me. <laughs> and that's when Sanji notices Usopp trying to come up with excuses to come back onto the ship. The poor boy just can't let go of his pride. Nope. <laughs> and just like, I just sort of scoot in and like, ah, slipping in inadvertently. Or maybe I'll go to Elbaf. Oh, I don't need you. I was like, oh, you want me back? Oh, okay. I'll come back if you really want me. Uh, uh, he's, he's after all that they've been through, he's still, he can't figure this out. And he's going through no. it. <laughs> he's just trying to, yeah, just trying to lie his way back in basically and to act like nothing happened. And uh, we get to see this, this, this love this, these shadows of you as you see the ship coming together. Yeah, that's a great shot. Yeah. But on the third day, the log has charged. The log pose is pointing at the next island and ready to go. Kokoro is like, hey, do you know where that log will take you? Uh, it looks like it's pointing it downward, downward a little. So, oh, well, yeah. The next island is the underwater paradise Fishman Island. Yeah. Apparently... <laughs> that's the oh i love that again it, 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 it's interesting that it's it's underwater yeah <laughs> just, well, well i feel like sky it's funny islands, too. So sky underwater be, islands. Like, yeah sure yeah. <laughs> and of course sanji's all excited because like it's the home of the mermaids yes the mermaids and he looks at kokoro he's like oh god <laughs> <laughs> what's wrong with dreaming a little i'm a pirate <laughs> I, I love i love how she hiccups when she when he looks at him <laughs> just that she's still a drunken old woman yeah. it's like there are young ones relax <laughs> it, it's a it's a little thing too but i do like nami's a little apprehensive just like ah fish man i don't know about that <laughs> yeah it's like oh, i'm sure there's good ones too because they were pirates so it's probably fine well how how do you get to into paradise well that's uh you'll have to find out when you get there but more importantly, look at the front page of today's newspaper. 14 ships disappeared this month at the Florian Triangle. You must sail through that area to reach Fishman Island. And every year, uh, over 100 ships go missing in that ocean. So, 
God, I haven't remembered. I haven't heard the Bermuda Triangle talked about in so long, and now it's right. Yeah, now that we've got the, <laughs> we've got sort of their uh, One Piece equivalent. <laughs> I love that. Uh, uh, well, so. I love how like this gag escalates because like Kokoro's trying to scare him, just like you know, oh uh, ghost ships, you don't know, and then you know Chopper gets scared, just like, uh, but Luffy's like, I get to meet a living skeleton. <laughs> and then was like, how did you come up with that? Like what? <laughs> I don't think I think I don't think that actually works out. Yep. And just like uh, Nami's like, ah, I don't want to see that. What happens in that ocean? And again, Kokoro trying to creep him out. But then Robin mentions like, well, when merchant ships or pirate vessels become ghost ships, they get, they call them treasure ships. There are rumors of untold wealth abandoned on ships out at sea. And Nami's like, let's go find some ghost ships. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Kokoro's like, uh, okay, uh, uh, all right. <laughs> oh, my. And Zoro's like, hmm, maybe I'll find some swords in a treasure ship. So there's some possibilities there. And um, that's when the, the Mozu and Kiwi show up. It's like, hey, big bro Frankie wants everyone to come. The ship of his dreams is complete. Oh, and Jimmy man. Even says it looks amazing. So I was like, wow, they fit, they worked fast. I, I think this is day three, they said. Yeah, yeah. third day. So three days not, instead of five. Good Lord. To finish up this new ship. And they're like, all right, let's go. Let's do it. But before they go, here come the Frankie family because, hey, did you hear? We, we want to ask you a favor because did you see the wanted signs? And we're like, the What? And they're like, you got a huge bounty. Every single one of you has a bounty. And Sanji's like, yes. Chopper's yeah. like, yes. And Nami's like, no. <laughs> <laughs> so they lay out the, the posters and we see the new the, bounties. Hell yeah. Big reveal. Yep. Here we go. So Luffy from 100 million berries to 300 million berries. <laughs> that, that's fair. Yeah. Yep. Yep. That fits. Zoro from one hundred and twenty from seventy million berries to one hundred and twenty million berries, higher than wow. Z- uh, Z- uh, Luffy's first and above Crocodile. Oh my God! Yeah, you're right. <laughs> Robin seventy uh, from seventy nine million berries to eighty million berries, tying Crocodile because I think was he hmm. eighty or ninety? I, I kind of thought he was a hundred, but I don't remember. I don't. I don't think. No, he wasn't hundred because I know Luffy went above Crocodile after beating him. Oh, that's right. Yeah. So he's either yeah. eighty or ninety. I can't remember. Mm-hmm. So you know they're they're using their old photos from before, of course. Uh, but then we have our four new ones. First up, the next highest bounty. Well, let's leave him for last. <laughs> next up, <laughs> Nami, who gets the official title Cat Burglar Nami with sixteen million berries. Fair enough. Not too bad. Also. Yeah. Our camera guy showing up because, uh, yeah, this is her in her bikini when she was hanging out yeah. by the pool. <laughs> well, it looks like she's posing for the camera. <laughs> I know, right? I always wondered, like, where did they get that photo? And I, when I saw her by the pool, I was like, oh, my God, they only took it recently because of the photo guy. Yeah, yeah. Same with Robin. Like, for Robin, he was somehow there to get Robin in an action shot. Mm-hmm. Maybe Vizoro too, because I'm not. I think that might be his new look. I don't remember what his old poster looked like. I, I could just barely tell by the jacket that might be his in his lobby outfit. I think it the, might be. Yeah. But then also the King of Snipers, Sniper King, with a yeah. thirty million bounty. My boy. <laughs> Heck yeah, thirty million, right up there. That's a that's a that's a pretty good start, wasn't that? Uh, yeah. No, that wasn't Luffy's first bounty. Was that Luffy's first bounty or not? I, can't I think it might have been. 30, yes, 30 ish. Sounds right. Somewhere around there, like after yeah. defeating Arlong. So mm-hmm. look at that. Higher than Arlong for for a Sniper King. Yeah. That's awesome. And then we have our two jokes. <laughs> yep, yep. Chopper, the cotton candy loving pet. <laughs> <laughs> oh, the berry 
of 50 berries, a bounty of 50 berries because, and the picture is from when he got the candy with Luffy. Yeah. (laughs) I always wonder where they got that one too, but I put it finally together. I love how specific that is. 50 berries. Wow. Just because he's the pet. Apparently. (laughs) Yep. And then the biggest joke. Black leg Sanji, photo not available. Seventy-seven million berries, pretty hand, pretty good bounty, but it's yep. just the worst drawing ever. That's oh my god, I love this gag so much. Which, it's well, so on the next good. page you have everybody's reactions, and then you just see Sanji. Who is this? <laughs> three of them are depressed. Yeah, actually, the three that were exci- the two that were excited are depressed, and the one that yep. was not excited is like, no, I actually have a good bounty. Yeah, which I mean, that's. Like, 77's not bad for Sanji, but just, I love the fact that they just completely botched the... I, I think it works, too, because it poss- yeah. it's possible that he could still do his uh, covert stuff that people won't recognize him. Yeah, yeah, that's true. So, it, it's a it's a good gag. Yep. yep. I, 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 there has to be a... It's either a gag against Sanji or there's some sort of plan on Otis, but uh-huh. I don't know what, which... The Frankie family was like, yeah, you guys can do all that, but that's that's not why we're here. The favor we actually want from all these bounties is that Frankie has a bounty. 44 million berries. Which, hey. <laughs> yeah. Not insignificant. No. Just a, just above just below yeah, just above Sniper King and below Sanji. So mm-hmm. not bad. The cyborg Frankie. Uh, it's like, yeah, we managed to get out of it, but uh, Big Bro wasn't so lucky. So if he stays here, he he will be in danger. And if he gets caught, we won't be able to save him. So he'll probably be worried about us and refuse to leave the island. But that's we talked among ourselves. Please take Big Bro out to sea with you. Force him if you have to. He used to be the son of a pirate. Oh, and I feel like the son of the pirate thing is like, eh. But I do like the idea. Of like, oh, right. We came here for a shipwright. And something we've not really talked about just because we know the answer now Yep. The, I remember there being a big debate who was going to be the new Straw Hat crew member. Yep. Everybody talked about that because, like, is it going to be Pauly? Is it going to be Frankie? There's so many shipwrights. And I, I remember it coming down to between Pauly and Frankie for a while. Yeah, because I think of the ship, shipwrights, they're definitely the two with the most, like, screen time. But I th- honestly, I think as soon as we got Frankie's backstory, that locked him in. Yeah, in pretty much. He's got the backstory. He's got the He's got a bounty now. <laughs> yeah. He got yeah. he got a fight with CP9 like yeah, I was gonna, yeah. It, it, he's I think honestly during Eddie's lobby kind of did more than some of the other strats like he's actually, he played a pretty pivotal role during that whole thing oh absolutely yeah so, so it's just like no yeah he's in <laughs> I mean if you've seen anything around One Piece or Shonen Jump when you go to One Piece like you know <laughs> but yeah well which is I feel like kind of the tricky thing in general with uh, with like sort of the zeitgeist around one piece because i feel like it's really easy to spoil crew members yes even even if you don't know who they are like as characters you're like oh i've seen that character before in like promo art so they're they're gonna join the crew which is like by the time you know i got into one piece i basically knew you know everybody up to up to a point because i just like i've seen them before yeah frankie was the first one that was not a surprise because i was a little bit late getting to this Uh one so yeah yeah just kind of missed yeah. it, but yeah. Which is why oh, there are other things <laughs> uh, that yep. I, I try. I try my best to keep under wraps. <laughs> yeah. Fortunately, the crew members aren't too big of a deal. Yeah, that's. I, I feel like there's generally you. You kind of know. You kind of. Yeah, know. I mean, yeah. you watch the, fir- you the first opening of the One Piece anime, and it shows that's up to Sanji. <laughs> yeah. 
God, I remember uh, opening three spoils of Robin while she's still a villain, which I oh yeah, is. yeah. They're just oh, like, no, we don't God. care. <laughs> yeah, you, you 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 know you know. Yeah. <laughs> oh goodness, but uh, yeah, Whoa, that was chunky. <laughs> Uh, it's been a long time since we've had an hour and a half long <laughs> podcast. I love talking about One Piece. Oh my god! <laughs> Here's the crazy thing: we're still not through the post Enos lobby arc. We could have one just as long next week. Uh, next week's the last one, right? Maybe. Yes. Okay. Next week is okay. the end of the post Enos lobby arc. So unbelievable. Yep. Unbelievable. <laughs> oh, it's coming! I'm looking forward to it, but. Whew. With that, I believe we've finally said all we've wanted to say about chapters 431 to 435. Thank you so much for listening, and you can find more of my ramblings and stream VODs over at BitNerd Games on YouTube, or uh, or BitNerd with an underscore at the end on Twitter. And Brandon, where can everyone find you at? I'm at Brandabovia on Twitter, talking about anime, manga, games, and my job. And uh, yeah, that's, you know, just staying the course and uh, working on lots of fun manga. Yeah, absolutely. And hey, if you'd like to help us out more, you can support the podcast over at patreon.com slash Derek Bittner. That's D-E-R-R-I-C-K-B-I-T-N-E-R to listen to the next episode ad-free three days early. And make sure to return next time as we discuss chapters 436 to 440 of One Piece. We're wrapping up Enos Lobby and Water 7. So oh until my then, God. <laughs> <laughs> so until then, my friends... Bye. Remember to take life one piece at a time. When a pirate joins my crew, no matter how stupid they are, they become like a son to me. So what am I to say to the soul of my murdered child? You can't live in this world without a code of conduct. If Teach doesn't realize that on his own, then it's my responsibility to drill it into his thick head.